Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about how many roster spots are available on the defensive side of the football. I think the 49ers have a lot of spots that are locked up. We're going to get into those. We're going to see how many roster spots are still available for these competitions that are going to be happening in training camp. And first, let's go back and let's look what the 49ers decided to do in 2021 with their roster breakdown. On defense, they kept 11 players on the off on the defensive line. That was one of the most shocking things. It had been 10. You know, most teams keep 9 or 10 defensive linemen, but the 49ers went all in keeping 11. And in fact, with Jordan Willis being on suspension, it was actually 12 guys that they had, you know, amongst their roster. It's one of the most impressive things. And they could the 49ers keep 12 this year? They could. It would mean they'd have to trim in other areas. Could they just trim one wide receiver spot, keep the offensive line at 8, and then keep 12 defensive linemen. They definitely could do that. I think they're going to keep 11, but we'll get into this a little bit. Now, with the linebacker spot, they kept five. Five very good linebackers last year. Cornerback six. Safeties, they kept four. Um, so that is how the, the defense was built out. That's how they, they went ahead and handled it with those guys. That means 26 of the 53 rostered players we're on the defensive side of the ball. So the 49ers had an emphasis on defense. Of course, we know they have an emphasis on defensive line, and they made sure that they had this team built accordingly. Um, but now let's go through and let's figure out who are the locks to make the roster and how many spots are going to be available and up for grabs on defense. This is going to be a fun one. I, I'm really looking forward to getting into this. Now, if you don't agree with some of the players I have as locks or you think other players should be locks, don't be afraid to go ahead and leave it in the comment section down below. Let me know what's going on with what you believe and how this team is going to be built. I'm going to go ahead and keep 26 defensive players too. I'm going to go through this breakdown and go through the locks and then go through how many players 
are available. So let's get into this. So defensive line locks. Nick Bosa, of course. Eric Armstead. Drake Jackson, the new rookie, the pick 61 in the second round, has to be on this team. Samson Ebucom, starting opposite of Nick Bosa. He's a lock to make this roster. I don't think there's too many people that question that. I'm sure there's going to be some, but he has to be. Javon Kinlaw, uh, first-round pick a couple years ago. They're expecting huge production from him this year. I think it's a guarantee that Javon Kinlaw's on this roster. I think that's unanimous amongst everyone. If you don't think so, let me know. That would be interesting. And then I threw in Charles Aminihu. I think Charles is a lock. The things that we've heard from Chris Kacerik about Aminihu, the way that D'Amico Ryans has talked about the fact he played inside and outside, means he could be one of those guys that's very versatile in this defense. The, the trade last year was huge by John Lynch at the trade deadline to get Charles Aminihu, and I believe he's a lock, which means you got six defensive line locks. Means there's a lot of available, a lot of uh, position players that are still available to make this team at the defensive line position. Now, linebacker locks, of course, All Pro Fred, Greg Greenlaw, Aziz Alshire, the three best linebackers together in the entire NFL. PFF actually agrees, uh, which is which is surprising, but they are definitely that kind of group. And then I threw in a fourth lock in Oren Burks. This one could be questionable. A lot of people might not agree with that. But Brian Snyder wanting to go out and get a Burks for the special teams, the 49ers emphasis during the offseason on special teams makes me believe with the money they gave to Burks and the way that they handled the offseason that Oren Burks is a lock. So I think there's four linebacker locks for the 49ers. At the cornerback position, I think it goes like this. Charvarius Ward, absolute lock. Their number one guy in the offseason. Uh, their big signing, Emmanuel Mosley, started last year, was cornerback one once Jason Verrett got hurt. I think he's an absolute lock. And Omri Thomas, the third-round pick last year, uh, showed some promise last year at the end of the season when he was able to play. I think he's a guy that's an absolute lock to make this team. I don't see them moving on from him in year two, even though there could be potential of three guys ahead of him when we open up on opening day. He might be the fourth guy on the depth chart on the outside. Still, I think he's a lock to make this football team. At safety, I got three locks. I got Jimmy Ward, Talano Hufanga, last year's fifth-round pick, 41% of the snaps as a, as a player last year. That, to me, shows he's going to be an absolute lock to make this team. We'll probably start next to Jimmy Ward. And then George Odom, for the same reasons I talked about Oren Burks. Brian Schneider wanted to get Odom. They gave Odom a lot of money. Uh, he's going to be on this roster. He's going to be one of the safeties. More than likely, he'll be three of four. The question is, who's going to be the guys who make this roster You know, after that? Um, so with that total numbers, there is 10 potential spots available for the 49ers on defensive side of the ball. There's 10 spots that could be open. We know that because we kept six defensive linemen, there are five defensive line spots that are up for grabs amongst a lot of players. And there's a lot of really good football players that are here. Now I'm going to start with one of the most controversial players that's available, and that's D Ford. Right now, D Ford, everyone thought he was going to be released post-June 1. I was a part of that group. I really did. I thought the 49ers were ready to move on, save the money this year and next year, and go ahead and move on from D Ford. They've brought in a lot of edge rushers, but D Ford is still on this roster. So as long as it, uh, he's on this roster, he's a part of this competition. So could he come out there and get one of these five defensive line spots? Maybe he could. Uh, of course, you got Kamoko Ture, the guy that most people believe is going to be the edge, the edge speed guy 
to take over for D Ford in that specialized closer role. I think there could be some conversations about a Minihu. That's why a Minihu is a lock. I don't think Teray's a lock to make this team. I think he does have a good opportunity to do it. A guy with a lot of potential. So he's going to be competing for this job as well. Jordan Willis, you know, started last year on the, you know, the uh, list for a suspension because of the performance enhancing drugs. But he's a guy they brought back again, a guy they're high on since they traded from uh traded with the Jets to get him. I think he's one of those guys that can sneak onto this roster as well. I think he's behind a Torre, but I definitely think the ability that he's shown makes him a legitimate uh, contender to make this roster, especially with 11. If they keep 12, I think he might be a lock to make it. Then you've got Kerry Hyder, had the big 2020 season. We know anytime you get Hyder and Kacerik together, magic happens. They've brought in Kerry Hyder back. What his role is going to be is going to be interesting. Some are saying he's going to slide to the inside. Some are saying he's going to compete on the outside. Could he just do a hybrid type role? Could he be a part of the former Eric Armstead role that became the Arden Key role? It could be. Hyder, Charles Amenehu, uh could definitely be in, in the mix for that type role. We know Chris Kacerik likes to employ it, and D'Amico Ryan's is a huge fan of it. They're already doing it in minicamp, so that's something to watch. Then you've got more guys on the inside. Kevin Givens and Maurice Hurst, who if you've been watching our training camp battle videos, that is going to be a battle. And it could be just a battle to get snaps, or it could be a battle to make this roster. And with only five spots up for grabs and all the good edge rushers that we've already talked about, it could be one of these guys is not on this roster. So these two guys are going to be battling for a roster spot for playing time. It's going to be a good one. So those two guys are available as well. You got Hassan Ridgeway, the big, the big offseason signing. He's probably flying under the radar for a lot of people, but he's going to be able to go in there and really solidify behind Javon Kinlaw. I can't put him as a lock because there's a lot of competition there. When you have the amount of edge rushers we do that can play on the inside, I won't put anything past the 49ers as far as keeping those edge rushers over an interior guy if they believe they can play at a similar or equal level. So I think Ridgeway will make this team, but I'm not ready to put him as a lock yet. He's going to have to go out there and compete. And with the amount of competition that's along this defensive line, it's hard to say players are locked. It's ridiculous. Then you've got Kevin Adkins, the undrafted free agent from Fresno State. He's going to be coming in there to compete. I think he's more than likely going to be, end up being on the practice squad, but he's in the competition at least. And then you've got the sixth-round pick, Kalia Davis, pick 220. I think Kalia Davis is more than likely going to end up on – you know, the, uh, the pup list, he's not going to be playing. Uh, he got injured in the preparation for the draft. So I think they will try to redshirt him, but I put him on the list so everyone remembers him. Uh, and we can keep an eye on what the 49ers do. I think at some point during the year, if they're suffering from injuries, they could institute Kalia Davis back into the, the fold. But I do think they want him to get healthy. Now at linebacker, because of our great linebacker core, the way it is, there's only going to be one roster spot available. Uh, and there's some competition there. I mean, it's it's probably more uh, top-heavy. Of course, you have Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, who is the most likely to get that spot. Couldn't put him as a lock. You've got to leave it open. The 49ers have made moves before. Jonas Griffith last year probably could have overtaken Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. They ended up trading him. They got some value there uh, from the Denver Broncos. So Flanagan Fowles, a huge special teams player. He's, he's the most likely to get that spot, but you can't count out Curtis Robinson either. Another guy they've brought in, uh, he's been a part of this team for a little while now, and especially a part of the offseason. So he's going to come in there and compete. And then they have a bunch of guys that they've brought in along the way that are undrafted free agents, whether that's 
Jeremiah Gamel, Marcelino McCurry Ball, uh, Sagun Owalbi. Well, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, but these guys are guys that are going to be able to compete that are built on speed and athleticism. Gamel, not as much built on speed and athleticism, uh, but has an understanding of where he has to be. I think those three guys, likelihood of making this roster aren't good. I think it's a two player race. Flanagan Fowles, Curtis Robinson. I think Flanagan Fowles, of course, because he's been a part of this team and developed there, has. You know, the uptick, the advantage, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. And now one of the most interesting ones, of course, is cornerback. And there's three spots. Maybe you were surprised that I didn't give a lock to somebody else. Uh, you have three cornerback spots, and these are outside corners and nickel corners. And I think, first off, Jason Verrett can't be a lock. And even though I would love to make him a lock because of his potential he just can't be because of the injury concerns. So he's not a lock to make this roster. We don't know what his health is going to be. If he gets out there in training camp and he plays to the levels that he was playing in 2020, early in training camp in the preseason in 2021, and even that Detroit game, uh, Detroit game, then Jason Verrett will be a lock to make this team. Just not ready to say that now. There's just too many questions with the injuries. I think everyone can agree with that. You got Diomar Lenore, the fifth round pick last year out of Oregon question marks now he came out he flashed last year early they put him into the games you know when the regular season started and he had his ups and downs i think he's in an absolute dog fight to make this team but he has potential to make it because he could play in the nickel he could play on outside that versatility dark west and they brought down uh brought back uh right now it would look like he could be the number one guy at the nickel corner spot but i'm not ready to make him a lock he's a journeyman he's been around the league for a while there's so question marks about you know other veteran players, whether it's Jason Verrett or Emmanuel Mosley. If Verrett was to win on the outside and Mosley could move into the nickel, which could make it so Denard possibly doesn't make this team, plus other players that they've brought in, including you know drafting in the fifth round this year, Samuel Womack. And Womack, I thought right away was a nickel corner, but then you hear Adam Peters, you know, and this personnel department talk, talking about the fact Womack could play nickel or on the outside. So more versatility coming from this cornerback uh, room. So I'm not ready to go ahead and make any of those guys locks, and that's why. Now you've got Dante Johnson. Dante Johnson is a guy that has maybe the most versatility of any of these guys we've talked about. He can play in the nickel. He can play on the outside. The outside can be a question mark for him, but also play safety. You know, So the 49ers wanting to play some games with keeping an extra cornerback and eliminating one of the safety positions, which we're going to talk about in a second, they could, knowing you know, that Dante Johnson could fill that role and be able to bridge both areas. That could be a way for them to trim another roster spot, be able to keep another defensive lineman. You're looking for ways for them to be able to keep the most talent at certain positions, especially positions of strength that influence the whole defense. So watch Dante Johnson. Definitely not a lock to make this team. Seems like he's got a lock to be a part of this franchise at, at some uh, way, shape, or form. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Dante Johnson. And then you've got Tariq Castro-Fields, a sixth-round pick, pick 221. Interesting guy, a lot of upside. I think it's going to be very difficult to make this team. Now, if he does, uh, that'll scream you know, volumes about him, maybe the players in front of him, because this is a very, very tough room to make. And then you've got Quantrez Knight, undrafted from UCLA. Uh, one of my favorite players that's going to be on this team, I, I think he's just going to flash, he's going to make plays. Everyone's probably going to be excited about him during the preseason. I do I think he can overtake these other guys? I think it would be really difficult. I really do. Uh, but I like him. So if you haven't had a chance to check out Quantrez Knight, check him out. He's a he's a good football player. He's a tough, instinctual football player. His measurables are not off the chart in any category. So 
But watching the film, he just jumps off as one of those guys that's going to go make things happen. So he's a, my undrafted free agent I want to keep an eye on. There's a couple of them that I really like on defense, and he's one of them. Uh, and then Kadar Holloman as well has a chance to make this team a guy that's been around with Green Bay and all that. So I think this is this is one of those rooms. There's a lot of people available, a lot of players available for just three spots. Who's going to get those spots? It's going to be an absolute battle. And then at the safety position, we have one spot available. With me making George Odom a lock to go with Tauno Hufanga and Jimmy Ward, there's one spot available for three players. There's only one veteran player left on this roster at the safety position, and that is Tarverius Moore. Tarverius Moore is a guy that has starting ability in this league. He started football games for the 49ers. He was drafted by the 49ers. I think he has the most likelihood to make this team. I did not make him a lock because he's coming off an Achilles injury. I don't know where he's at is with his recovery, but potentially he's going to be the fourth guy. And I think that that would be a very solid four guys. Now, who's going to start is another question. Would it be Hufanga? Would it be Moore? Uh, could it be Odom? I think that there's a lot of conversation that goes there. But those four guys, I think, would be the deepest of the group. Now you have Leon O'Neill from Texas A&M, an undrafted free agent who... 49er fans are absolutely huge on. They really like him. They like his ability. They like his thump ability, the way he can go uh, lay hits on people. And Leon O'Neal's fun. You know, I mean, there's some questions about his fluidity in his hips, him being able to flip and run with wide receivers and tight ends that I question a little bit, but he's going to go out there and prove it. And I like his swag. He's getting out there and saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to do things. I'm going to make this team and I'm going to make uh, everyone eat, not drafting me. I like the the mindset. We'll see how it translates onto the field. And then another one of the guys that I like, Taylor Hawkins out of San Diego State. Not getting any love. No one's really talking about him, but he's a guy that I like. He's instinctual. I like the things that he did uh, at San Diego State. I think he's got a lot of development. Maybe he's a practice squad guy, but I think he's going to go out there and open a few eyes. I think he'll at least give us some looks during the preseason and during training camp. So I'm, I'm really excited about this defense. So now that we've went through it, we know we had eight offensive spots up for grabs. 10 defensive spots up for grabs, 18 positions uh, or roster spots that are available in training camp that have to be figured out. I think this is one of the, the funnest things to, to do is figure out who's going to make this roster with 18 spots. There's still a lot to go on. There's still a lot of competition to be had. And uh, we're, we're going to see how it plays out. We're going to see how it all how it all works out. Now, of course, with the specialists, we'll, we'll cover those real quick. We know Robbie Gold's making it, right? I mean, it, it's going to be uh, Robbie Gold, uh, Tabor Pepper, Mitch Wisnowski. That's your kicker, your long snapper, and your punter. I think those are pretty solid, and those guys are going to be on this roster. And that equals 53. You got the 20, you know, 24 on offense, the 26 on defense. The three on special teams, we're able to work it in. We're able to keep three defensive linemen, or I'm mean, sorry, 11 defensive linemen. So I think that this could be how they build the team again. Don't know if it's going to be these exact players. Let me know what you think about the locks. Let me know about what you think, who's going to earn these other spots. 18 spots up for grabs. Let me know who's going to win these defensive battles. I'm really interested to get into all of it. Uh, so this has been a fun one. I've really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to having more fun conversations as we get closer to training camp, more cool stuff. So if you appreciate what we do on this channel, give us a like, uh, leave a comment and go ahead and subscribe if you can. We're on a push for 3000. Really fun. It's fun to talk about our team. It's fun to get into the ins and outs of the roster, get into the X's and O's. It's going to be a fun regular season. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so I hope everyone enjoyed this episode 
of 49ers Cutback. And I'm looking forward to the next one out.